Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This episode of the Sun Ranto Show was recorded live and streamed on Danny Rocket's YouTube page. If you'd like to listen early and ad-free to the Sun Ranto Show, well, you should subscribe. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. It keeps the show in tickets and beer. Now get over there. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Support us today. Now you're going to have to listen to some ads. Here's the show. Covey blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old style beers out at the game. Let's go, Cubby Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento. Michael Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Lucho Scali. Michael. Sunrento. Cotton. Sunrento and the love of old Lucy. Michael Cotton. Now that was the the most celebratory Sunranto I've heard in a while because the Chicago Cubs have just won their first series of the 2020 season, and we have Eric Wheelow here to give shit to about it. We are are not low. We are high. With that little fucking brewer fucking hand. Oh, come on. You had a logo that was this awesome. I was getting shit either way, guys, even if we won. Let's be honest. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, let's just jump right into it. The Cubs, uh, well, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. And we got Crawley here. We got... Here we got And we got And oops I didn't mean to hit that one Well Crawley Tell us a story as long as I play the song What <laughs> happened to you On opening night You end up on a rooftop like a champ You end up being the only fan Heard in the stadium Giving Ryan Braun the, the the freaking tongue lashing of his life from way across the street. Beautiful. Tell us all about your night. Well, if you if you recall uh, when we were last talking, it was because of Ryan Braun that I got banned from Wrigley for a few or from Miller Park for a few years, <laughs> and uh, so there there's an intense burning hatred I have for Ryan Braun. But it was so beautiful to be down at Wrigley Field. Um, we were on a rooftop. We, we kind of went to a couple different places. We went to, uh, Bernie's, uh, which is always a blast. Um, we also went, my guys over here at Lucky Doors 
Uh, you guys know I love my lucky doors, so I was at lucky how doors. How many gummies from- is Stuart in in that picture? Like, <laughs> he's like, hey, let me eat my entire bag of weed gummies and go down to lucky door and watch a ball game from the roof. That's what it, that picture looks like. And then being able to hang out with my tie was, you know, ball oh, hawk yeah. corner. Bleacher yeah. bum t-shirt on. Bleacher bum band t-shirt on. And it was weird, though, you know what I mean, to walk around Wrigley and opening day, in case you guys don't know, it's just absolutely always just like – the biggest, it's like Mardi Gras, man. It's just insane. And the fact that it was just like a ghost town. So this kind of gives you a general idea. I went to the, um, I went to the rooftop and that has the Ano Cthulhu on there. Uh, this is Barry Carey. Which, uh, by the way, that, that means bear anus. Just so you know, <laughs> I, that's what I understand. Bear, Ano can, Ano is anus, I believe. Yes. Uh, and so if you look here, there's Barry Carey. We went up to this rooftop and it was just, it was so weird because we basically had the entire place to ourselves. Uh, here's a uh, here's a picture of uh, me and Danny right here. I don't remember that being taken at all. By the yeah. time I got to that rooftop, I'm surprised I didn't fall off. I'm surprised you didn't fall off the roof. <laughs> no, nah, dude, I've been in. And there's uh, there's Stu, me, and Danny. Um, no, you got to remember, my season tickets are in the very first row upper deck, so I've never come close to falling off. I'm in pretty good shape. So, um, you know, it was a blast. I know, Danny, you took some great pictures of some sunsets. This was the guess the attendance, but you could see the sunset in the background. It was funny. They had 2016, uh, 142, and pie, 3.14. So for That's those of you... Yeah, uh-huh. little people to choose. Uh, I would, to- I, if I'm telling a joke on that scoreboard, I'm putting a 69. That's just me. Three point one four nerds. Yeah, they put nerds. You know, somebody did that though. Somebody said sixty nine. Somebody else said nice, and somebody with authority said we're doing pie. We're not doing that. (laughs) This is what it looked like up on the rooftop. I mean, this is how empty it was. Uh, you know, this is the rooftop next to us. Even that was empty. So it was just like we could have jumped over there and maybe, you know, now I think about it, stolen a couple of beers out of their coolers. I don't know. Um, but those guys were assholes on that other. <laughs> no, they fucking were because we we were, uh, you, you know, when you the Cubs fans, we stand up when there's two outs in the ninth and you're winning. That's what we do. We stand up and we clap and we like get that final out together. That is a lot of teams do that. But Cub fans have been doing that religiously for years and years and years since I've been a Cubs fan. Crawley had to scream at the people on the other rooftop to stand up. We're like, get up. God damn it, stand up. What are you, you fair weather fans? Like we were laid, he laid into him as badly as he did Braun. Well, that, you know, and, and it's funny because our friend that, that got us on the rooftop was like, please don't get us banned from this rooftop. <laughs> but shit, you, you're right. You know what I mean? There are moments that Cub fans, we don't have to be told, we don't, they don't put down the scoreboard to make noise. We know when to make noise. And these guys were corporate guys next to us. That was That's the right. So they were corporate. So they didn't give a shit. They just were, just wanted to be seen so yeah i let him have it because hey you know uh you want to do that but it, it was great danny came up and his sister was with us this dude we had a great time i mean i was just floored i felt like the luckiest person in the world where there only a couple hundred of us even up on able to see any part of this game that wasn't on television and for it to be counted amongst those people like i kept pinching myself i honestly did and unfortunately oh, did we, we, we ronnie Ronnie was not upstairs, but I said hello to him. Uh, was he Ronnie wearing a mask? By. Was he wearing a mask? He was wearing a mask. Yes, right. he was. Was it, a, was it a catcher's mask? It was <laughs> because not. that would have gone. I would love to see, like, for COVID, Ronnie walks around wearing full catcher's gear now, on top of his uniform. That'd be great. 
the one cool thing is, is this was John Benedict's first game. Uh, um, you know, Gary Prezi was on the Lowry Oregon for 33 years. Um, our good friend John Benedict got the job this year. He's been in the Herald, a couple other newspapers. He stopped by after the game on the rooftop and took a picture. So that's John in the middle. That's Stuart McVicker Club 400 to awesome. the left. Me on the right. But what an honor to have a friend literally playing the organ at Wrigley Field. Like, like I, I almost teared up, but I think that was more of the booze. I don't know. But, um, you know, the the thing that cracked me up is after the game, this is what David Ross said uh, per Jesse Rogers. Ross said the only thing he could really hear from the fans on the rooftops was some booing of Ryan Braun. It was us. It was us. It was the ranters, man. It was Ranto all the way. So I, I every time he came up, and if you don't know, I can get really loud, really loud. And uh, the set, every time Braun came up, I just lit into him like it was any other game. And Danny had to take some video. Thank of God. This. Thank God, because then th- we had proof who it was after Jesse Rogers said that David Ross had said that. So now we got our bragging rights. Are you going to put it up? I'll put it up. Yeah, but it did go viral. It did shoot all over the Twitterverse. Like 14,000 views. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, keep laying into him. Steroids. 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 You cheater! Fish eyes! Herpes! Oh my god. You really know how to hold a grudge, don't you? Yeah. You know, interestingly, he's yelling steroids. He's going to need steroids for that throat to recover after he got done with that. A cold club 400 is all I need to get me through it. It was fine. You cool the throat down. I'm ready for round two, you know? Oh, yeah. It was, it was a beautiful, and like how lucky we are because it was so silent, especially that first night and the second night too. It was so silent in the ballpark that the players could hear what they were saying about each other and got into a fight that would, you know, just, you know, for some, I guess you can overhear people being like that fucking son of a bitch. Yeah. So much. So they jacked up all of the effects today so that they wouldn't hear that chirping that was going on. And they wouldn't hear Crawley chirping. Like it's over now. Now we can't be heard from the roof. You took your one shot. You got your one shot, and hey, you freaking made the most of it. I, I made you know the most, and it worked because uh, Braun went zero for three that day. So, uh, congratulations! You know, sports keep coming back, and that's great. Well, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and there is no shortage of ways to get in on the action. Because BetOnline has all the odds, features, and props for you to bet on. Also. Tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. Betonline.ag. Your online wagering experts. But you know, guys, a lot of people went over three that day because yeah, Kyle Hendricks. Oh. Kyle Hendricks was 
RCA, well, I think, always in, in, somehow. In fact, literally everyone went over except for RCA. That was the most ridiculous, weird. That that's weird baseball right there. When the number nine hitter is the only guy that can do anything, it goes three RCA, for three, three for RCA, three. Arcia is someone that always has the Cubs number for some reason. A guy that's it's why I don't play fantasy baseball because I'd be thinking that Arcia was like Mike Trout because he hits like Mike Trout against the Cubs. <laughs> um, I'd be like uh, round one, first pick, Crawley huh? with Arcia's, please. No, and even his glove in that game, it could have been a lot worse of a score if he wasn't picking plays. At short there, man. So we talked to Kyle Hendricks, uh, not Kyle Hendricks, but to his dad. And he was, and apparently Kyle's been doing a lot of off-season work with a specific trainer. And the thing about Kyle Hendricks is he has one of the best change-ups in the game. But his fastball has always been kind of like 89 miles per hour. And so this year it's kind of been ticking up the fastball a little bit. And so it, the more spread, the difference you can get between the fastball and changeup is going to make him that much more effective. I think it's the curveball. Curveball, yeah. Yeah, yeah they've the been working on that. too, but. They were talking about that curveball, and that fucker comes in at 70, yeah. 71 mile per hour, and then he backs it up with a an 88 mile per hour fastball that looks like it's going Mach and 3. He, and he's just filling the zone. He's spotting it everywhere, man. That pitch count was as low as it could possibly be for the duration of that game, man. I mean, what was he at? A hundred and three pitches when? Yeah, Danny, do you have Danny? Do you have your rant video of you, of what yeah. you called before the check, game? Check out check out my incredible prediction. You know, we haven't seen Cub Stradamus in a while on the show. He's coming back tonight, by the way. He did send in a little video. He's still social distancing, but uh, it, but I think I, I I don't even think we need him because uh, there, you got me. Danny, check this go. Complete game shutout. Kyle Hendricks. Sexy. Okay. A Maddox? Uh, Is he going to get a Maddox? He's going to do. A, he's going to do a Maddox. Yes. Total uh, domination. We're talking. Yes. He's gonna, you're going to get a couple cheap hits. That's it. Otherwise, he's going to strike out like nine. You yes. know what I mean? Is it the, the Brewers are going to look maybe even more? He might strike out twelve today. Fifteen. Sure. It's going to. Yes. Be, sure. Fifteen. Let's do fifteen. And. <laughs> We we don't have to go into when I start getting wrong. <laughs> right. Cut it just, right. You, you should have cut that right. fucking video right after you said nine. Well, I did. I uploaded the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> I put the nine one on Twitter. Now it's out there that I kept up in my games. But, you know, I, I'm not the one that suggested he was going to do Maddox, which that's under 100 pitches. I just said he was going to do nine strikeouts. And th- this is my original thought. Complete game shutout and also the nine strikeouts. And the reason is because he did that against the Cardinals last year. That's another kind of free-swinging team that just goes up there. And if you're a free-swinging team against uh, Kyle Hendricks, he he will like he will miss your bat. Or actually, more so, just to keep the pitch count low, he's going to make you make shitty contact and pop it up. And you might get a couple of cheap-ass hits like, you know, like Arcia always seems to do against us. But, like, that's all that happened in that game. And I, I've seen this before. This was not, like, going out on a huge limb to uh, – Zero walks. It. No walks. Amazing. Like, yeah. no, it was it – was, it was like what – and I knew he'd be up for it, too. But I can't say, like, the Cubs were particularly hitting the cover off the ball that day either. They only hit – got five hits. So it's not like, you know, Woodruff went out there. He only gave you five, but he only gave up two runs. Like, he would yeah. It was, and it was, we just gave one, home runs, you know. Where, pitch, where's man. the you prediction gotta, video of Hap as the first homer this year? You know, the thing is, is that I love Nico Horner. I don't need Jason Kipnis. I think, to me, I've been so impressed, and Nico Horner made his debut against Milwaukee. Uh, and that kid is just 
no, he just doesn't get phased. He's just a hitter. And that's what the Cubs need is somebody that can just, you know, put the bat on the ball. And he was along for the ride on the Ian Happ homer. Anthony Homer. And like you said, it wasn't the greatest, you know, there wasn't a lot of hits in that game, but they did what they had to to get that win. Yeah. And and I agree with you because what Kipnis on that, uh, just talking about the loss real quick on uh, game two, Kipnis, uh, you know, I, I could see Lorenzo Kane when he was in that rundown. He like took one look at Jason Kipnis. He's like, I can outrun you. Yeah. <laughs> There's no way you're going to catch me. You're Jason Kipnis and I'm Lorenzo Kane. And I was like, but maybe Nico Horner catches me. You know, well, what I mean? you know, it was, it was, there was a lot wrong on that play. So, you know, the Cubs win the first game of the series, three, nothing and Hendricks wins. And anytime you can win that first game of the series, you start to think to yourself, okay, good. We have a good chance of winning. Cause you got two shots mm-hmm. to take that. And you know, the one thing is, is you Darvish came out and did exactly what we didn't want him to do, which was nibble, not be aggressive. Luckily Hendricks went the nine and let me say something about Hendricks going nine. I don't know if you remember this, Danny, because uh, there's a lot to not remember about that night. But uh, ninth inning, David Ross came out to talk to Kyle Hendricks and let him finish the game. And if you remember with Joe Madden, he never trusted Kyle to finish a game for the most part. And, and it was good to see him do that. The bullpen got some rest and they needed it because Darvish was only able to go four innings. I mean, why is yeah, he going well, out there in the first place? Like, come on. Obviously, he's finishing that game. <laughs> well, he actually, even the announcers are like, is this necessary? Like, what, what, are we, what are you trying to do here? I actually saw, I, I believe, that he told him that was his last batter, though. Yeah. Like, he didn't want him to run. He's like, get this guy. You get the game. If not, he was going to go to the bullpen. But that's, I mean – so you guys it's are, like six of one, half dozen of the other. He didn't pull him, but he was also letting him know, I'm not going to let you just sit out here if you start, you know, for another three batters. What you I two were just, watching on TV was who was somebody up? Was Kimbrell up? Because he would have been the guy with a three run lead. Nobody fucking knows anymore because the uh, bullpens are under the thing and they weren't talking about it because nobody wanted to talk about that. You know, it was like, uh, it was literally. Like he walked out there and said it. I think we all, including the announcers, just assumed that he was just going out there to give him a quick breather, settle him down. Not that he needs settled down, but you know, then just you know, just something to do in that moment, just for a second. I but, think David Ross uh, was on later that he had to do something to get yeah. this win. You know, I mean, right? But, but later, I heard that Ross told him it was his last batter. Like, I think he just wanted to have a quick conversation and say, you know, I mean, because Kyle was at a hundred. He he finished the game at a hundred and three pitches. It's opening day. You don't want him throwing a hundred and twenty, even if he does win. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what are you, Dusty Baker? What, what are, are you, you? No Max shit. Scherzer? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, how did uh, I, I will let you gloat for a moment because, like the Brewers, they they did put a spanking on the Cubs. I mean, that was a sloppy game. Brewers win game two on Saturday, eight to three. You had the, the Fox broadcast with the, with the virtual, the virtual fans. fans. Oh God, oh, how bad man. was that? Oh, how did you guys feel about the virtual fans? <laughs> oh, creep me out. Well, the worst part about it is honestly that they weren't there. They were only there. Oh, yeah, they're on, virtual. <laughs> no, but no, but they were only there on a specific camera. Like they were never like I'm watching the game. There's nobody there. 
like the the seats are empty and then fucking Schwarber hits a home run and it's into this bullshit. Like you're like, wait, where did that come from? And then and why are there so the, many Brewers jerseys? Yeah, and then they showed the uh then they went back to the replay and showed it and there were no fans. Yeah. It was it, it was just fucked up how they did it. Like if you're going to do it, you got to go all the way. Every shot has to have it. Otherwise, don't do it. Like Plus, my kids, my son walked in and he's like, "That looks like the crowd from my 2013 MLB Xbox game." Yeah, MLB the show. That's exactly what it looks like. I mean, it's just like for them to be crying that they have no money to to pay anybody, and you know, oh, we got no nobody in the stands this year. Like, we're never gonna make any money. And then somehow they've got a. I mean, how much does it cost to like? There's like. Right in the picture that I'm showing right now, there's what a hundred different individuals all wearing different Cubs gear and Brewers gear, all different races, which is great, you know. <laughs> that's like, the most diversity that's been in Wrigley in years, know, honestly. Maybe ever. And you know, so like when when I'm looking at here, I'm just like, that must cost a lot of money to put out there. Like, I don't know for a fact, but do not talk to me about how you have no money and then have pretty much the most advanced thing I've seen since like who was the hologram that performed a couple of years ago? Was it Prince? Oh, Tupac. Prince. Tupac. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tupac yeah. was it Coachella? Yeah, it's all weird. With Snoop Dogg. My my thing is, they're trying to make money, right? Every one of those fans should have been wearing a fucking Nike shirt or yeah. you know yeah. a Benny's Beverage Depot or something. You know, I mean, they won't put the cardboard cutouts behind home plate over those ads. Like, <laughs> true fact, that literally is the only reason they're not doing that. Yeah. Cardboard cutouts because they want they've they've gotten money from their sponsors. I did work at Penny's Beverage Depot for three years. It was awesome. I bet you're just like stealing stuff out the back. You're like, hey, pull up at exactly eleven ten, and I will be back there, and I will give you a case of whatever you want. Now that second game was as frustrating as shit as we talked about before. The Cubs in the first game got five hits. The Cubs in the second game had six hit. Eric, I think I talked about Corbin Burns. I thought he did all right. I wasn't I was expecting something better. What did you think? It was better than the start of the season last year. And I think with Woody, Burns, and even Peralta even giving up a couple runs here. Uh it's a better start for these three young starters going into this year than it was last year out of the gate. But Corbin, he was a little wild, but he hung in there. He struck some guys out. We got three innings out of him, and he held serve. And, I mean, that's all you could ask for for him in that start on the road there. You know, I just – for me, it was it was every the culmination of everything that frustrates Cub fans, which is you're grinding your teeth. As, I think the first inning and a half was like an hour long when, like, the whole game that Hendricks pitched was, was two hours, hour, two and a half hours. It was the tale of two cities, man. It, and it's so it's it's boring and 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 no it just wasn't funny just and he was just nibbling and it frustrates you when a guy has a ninety six mile per hour fastball hey try using that buddy so he goes what? seriously he yeah. goes four innings gives up six hits three runs you know he gets five strikeouts great the Cubs offense he didn't walk what, anybody and that's pretty huge 
Yeah, the Cubs offense, again, like I said, six hits, but they went one for seven and left, what do we got, nine runners on base. Yeah, and you mostly know, that, Jason yeah, you, were saving, you were saving all that run production for today, obviously. Oh, it was so <laughs> frustrating. And then the bullpen, everybody pretty much gave up a run for the most part. Dwayne Underwood Jr., who looked the best out of anyone in spring, gave up a run. Brad Wheat gave up a run, and now he has a hammy, so he's gone. He's off the... He's off the list. He's on uh, IL. Yeah, they brought up uh, Tapera now. So we got Ryan Tapera instead of, of Week. And nor- that's too, too bad because, like, I mean, let's. he did not look good out there. I mean, obviously, he gave up uh, two runs. But uh, but he did strike out two in his one inning as well. But And so I was like, well, the dude throws hard. I kind of trust him. And then we find out he's gone. That really kind of stinks. Like, that was our, like, seventh inning dude. That's who we were going to have. You know, I think it was supposed to go uh, Week. And he could maybe even close too. And with him out, like you got weak Jeffress, who wasn't super sharp today. Didn't look, you great, know, today didn't look great today. And then you got Kimbrell, who's a giant question mark. It's just like, yo, the bull penis, not good right now. You like, know, no, nor would need eight, nine runs. Norwood gave up a run. <laughs> Norwood gave up a run. And then uh, the good thing, though, was brothers, Rex brothers, um, Mike sex therapist, Michael Cotton sex therapist. Do, do, Dr. Rex brothers. Dr. Rex which, brothers. Which, yes, the, the love child of Dr. Joyce brothers and Dr. Ruth. Yes. And so he looked good. And Dylan Maples, who we were kind of done with, showed you why you can't. It's so hard to give up on this guy because when he's on 97 plus that slider, Holy shit, is that impressive. So Maples but, looked really good, but that actually makes me a little bit nervous if it's more about the situation than it is about the mechanics. Like he's, you know, because uh, on fire, love it, love to see it, works that inning, but can he do it in a, you know, in a Kyle Ryan situation like he had today? I had yeah, this exact same miles. thought. Like, are you going to throw him out there? I, you know, let's say in the first game, Hendricks uh, has to be pulled because he puts a couple runners on. You get the tying run on the plate. Who are you giving that ball to? You know, are you giving it to Dylan Maples? I mean, <laughs> that's true fear. That Bill is true Sugas, fear. Bill Sugas is talking about the botched uh, pickle play game too. We had where it was Lorenzo Kane. He did it to us two years ago. And he did it again. And how the Cubs botched this up is beyond me. The ball is hit to Javi Baez, and they have Locaine hung up between mm-hmm. second and third. Javi does exactly what he's supposed to do. Well, Those- he he did exactly what he's supposed to do on the first part. But well, the second part, he was hanging way too far back. He and Kipnis... Between the two of them, they, they fucked that up. Close, they didn't close in. I thought Kipnis didn't close the the gap. Yeah, in my it, I blame Kipnis more than anybody. I was well, right. Kipnis did foot. it first. Kipnis did it first, and then when he threw it back to Javi, Javi was a long way away. And then Javi made the mistake of paying attention to that runner going first to second. Fuck that yeah. dude. Get yeah, the guy in front of you. See, my well, understanding well, when I. We practice this. I mean, Gamble knew he's like, go take second. You know, worst case, we get the out. We're at second. We've done this before. We've been in that yep. position. It's something that we practice as a team. And it shows because we executed it again. I mean, it's a freak play, but. Nobody covered first, which was another thing. But as a, but as a, as a defender, when you're doing that, you just need to focus on that lead runner. Because honestly, if, if that guy's a second and you're running him back to second, 
fuck that dude at second. Like, he either has to get off, because if he doesn't get off, then it's an automatic out. You know, and if he gets off, you're still going to, you know, you're still going to have the out right in front of you. And then once that's done, then you have an opportunity. We we talked about this. I talked about it with my boys, like, because I've coached them a, a million years. In Little League, this would be a training moment, right? Where you talk to them about how to do this. I couldn't believe I was seeing it on a major league field because anybody should have just known you get the guy that's the lead run. Now, you know, here we are now, like I said, but, you know, that was one play. And you know what? Sometimes your team behind you doesn't make it as a pitcher. You then get the next out. I just wasn't impressed with what yeah, Darvish had Darvish to offer. Darvish could do it, yeah. And, and, but I do agree that the kind of the game sort of went off the rails at that point. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Darvish did not like Barron. That run scores. Uh, and, and then, you know, they did end up adding on in the end, you know, as, a, as we were talked about, every single reliever came out and gave up a run or two. Um, except for brothers and maples, but you know, it's just like, you look at the, the, the offense was anemic. And a part of that, you know, you got Chris Bryant at the fucking top Oh, for five uh, in this game and Oh, for four with two strikeouts in the first game. And then, I mean, and then one for five today with three strikeouts. And I'm looking at this and I'm like, damn it. Why does every single cub that bats lead off start to suck ass? What is going on? He's the MVP of 2016, and he's batting already like .092. Now, luckily he can start in this slump, and he didn't need it because the rest of the team produced. I will say, made a hell of a play at third base today, turning that That double play and pretty much sealed the game for you right there. That was the the game right there. Stepped up. So the Cubs, you know, we talked about it. They had 11 hits in two games, the first two games. They come out today, and – if you thought that Tyler Chatwood was, was going to have the game that he had, I'm going to call you a liar. Because Did that shock you, Eric? Did that shock you to see Tyler Chatwood pitch like that? Blown away. And we had just stacked our lineup with lefties, man. I'm like, this is going to be game over. There's going to be, this is going to be walk city. This is an easy win for the Brewers. And the guy just comes out and he's fire. He can't miss, man. It, I couldn't it believe unbelievable. it. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. This is a guy who led the National League, what, two years ago in walks? Oh, yeah. And he wasn't even a fucking starter. Like, that's absurd. <laughs> absurd. No, like, he, he kind of was a starter. I mean, okay. yeah, well. I mean, he had his, he went out there. But uh, in last year, he was definitely not a starter. They used him almost exclusively out of the pen. I think he did have a couple. No, it, what, but what Eric's talking about is, is that they only had him start for the first half of the season. Yeah, and then they had yeah. him. Then, then he was Then they moved him to the bullpen. So he led the league in walks, and he yeah, only he started for, for half, half the year. Half yeah, the year. That's true. Yeah, that's true. And no, I was, and it was that cutter, you know, kind of against the lefty, like breaking the right way. Uh, and, yep. you know, and it. It, it it worked, and so I don't know what you chalked that up to. Hot of E pitch lab, like what are we looking at? We'll have to delve more I, I, into what he changed. But I wasn't a big fan either of the lineup that Council put out there today, putting Smoke and Morrison back to back. I mean, those are high strikeout guys. Given Morrison didn't strike out today, but he still went zero for four. Smoke had a decent series. He did go yard today, but there's a lot of K potential there. And I mean, you don't want to see rallies in on your four or five hitters. But I, I think tell I, you. The one thing that was weird is that when you looked at the top of the Cubs lineup, which everybody was excited because when when Ross said Bryant's going to be the leadoff hitter, you're looking at wow, we got Bryant, then Rizzo, Rizzo then Baez, Schwar- yeah. then Baez, and you're thinking, great. Here's the numbers for today: Bryant went one for five, 
Rizzo went one for four. I believe he got hit by a pitch. Struck out, struck out twice. Right. And then Bias was 0 for four. Bias is hitting 167 on the year. Yeah, it's not it was, pretty... It was the well, bottom half of the lineup today that Schwarber produced. Had a game, right? But it's it's the yeah. same. But it's the same on the other side of the the field with the Brewers. Like Yelich and Hura didn't do shit in this in this series. Hura Hura sent one to the warning track that I thought was for sure out. Oh, yeah. And some especially today because it was howling. Um, but you know Yelich, you know he went over four today with three strikeouts. Like he looked like a damn fool. He got caught looking today. Uh, he he only had I think one hit in the whole series. It happened to be a home run. It was but, kind of uh, like Gamel Kane had a big game. I mean, yeah, the top of that order. And the thing is, I think that hurt us too. Is Brock Holt sprayed it, sprained his ankle a little bit, so we were just stuck with having Sogard in there at the top of the lineup. And what I'm noticing with Council now having the DH is that you know, which is quite popular, Kane in that seven hole. That's a lot of money, but it balances the lineup a little bit more. I and thought. For the us, I thought Lorenzo Cain looked really good. I think he looked he fresher did. than he did last year. Well, oh, it, he was 100%. basically hobbling well, around at but, the end. But I don't right, but he, yeah, he had an extra fucking three months to just rest. Everybody should have looked goddamn fresh out there. <laughs> well, it's true, though. I think what the point you're trying to make, Crawley, is that su- surprisingly, the bottom of the order did all the damage. And even for the Brewers, the only uh, – the few hits that they did get off of Kyle Hendricks came out of the freaking nine hole. They were you all know? Arcia, three for three. Yeah, yep. three for three. And then, uh, you know, the, the story was a little different on Saturday for the Brewers, but, it, you know, the Cubs were just weren't hitting at all. But uh, but Bryant and Rizzo at the top of the order uh, on Saturday and Sunday, even though they put up a, t- a ton of runs, they weren't really doing all the hitting, although uh, Rizzo did go deep in, in uh, the game. Uh, today and uh, yesterday. Well, he he and Hap are, or, or are sharing. Him, yeah. him and Hap are uh, are are battling it out, hitting home runs together. Yeah, so, exactly. So Rizzo's got an OPS of like nearly fourteen hundred, but he's batting <laughs> two twenty two. So basically, he's he's now Adam Dunn. Oh, he's, yeah, he's but, got uh, two hits. They're both dongs. Yeah. You know, Schwarber went one for three. He had a double that looked like he was going to go through the wall. <laughs> Contreras was two for four with the home run. How about Jason Hayward finally getting his hit? And but he's <laughs> but he did hit one to second, his classic four three that actually drove in a run on a fielder's choice. Nico Horner, God, like I said, I'm sorry, I'm I'm high on this kid right now. Two for four. Obviously, it's the first series, but the kid's batting four twenty nine. Like no, like I just there's something about him, his makeup that that. he's not kind of overwhelmed by the moment. And I saw that from the moment he came up and I still think that, and that's why I'm good. Like I'm happy not seeing Kipnis to be honest. I, well, I, I really like his approach at the plate because he's, he's not a power guy. So he's not worried about crushing. Like he's not up there, you know, he's not launch angle and fucking kill it. He's just trying to get at bats so he can stay in the league. And, so he's just kind of fucking spraying it wherever he, you know, he's trying to squib him out there wherever he can and get on base. And that kind of shit, I love it. I love little base hits, doubles. Like, I like guys getting on, but that's the kind of shit that fires people up. The other thing, Michael, and just to kind of add to what you're saying here, is that the Cubs have been a lot of a swing and miss team. I know that's been a league problem, but but with Nico, I don't see him strike out a lot. He makes contact, and when you put the ball in play, things can happen. There's because, yeah, because if he strikes out a lot, he's not staying in the league. That's the point. Like, he has to squib out these hits everywhere he can 
because he can't take nine strikeouts and hit two dongs and be able to stay on the team like a lot of these guys who do that. You know, they, Corey that's not for, his game. No, Corey Furlong is asking Hap or Nico for leadoff. There is none. Okay, <laughs> this is this has absolutely been a goddamn problem. Nico Don't ruin again, them, especially not. Especially not ruin these people. Nico is is not a a fucking leadoff guy ever. And Nico doesn't walk. And the other, we don't know what Nico Horner is yet. What I'm, but what I'm telling you is, is that he's down in the lineup. And that's, if you remember, that's where they used to put Javi Baez. They used to hit Javi Baez eighth (laughs) when he was coming up until he started, you know, when you put the kids up. And I remember, uh, he just, I think he just went to Cincinnati was Robel Garcia. Robel Garcia, when he came up last year, was hitting the shit out of the ball. And I think it was in Milwaukee, of all places, they started hitting, Joe started hitting him lead off, and he couldn't do shit from them. These guys don't need any more pressure. Bryant should be able to handle this. I'm sorry. And if he can't, he can't. But I'm not, I'm not messing with this lineup. Yeah. Pink has just said that Nico plays cotton ball, and I really wanted the Miso Horner drop right there because. He does get me horny. I, I don't want to like shit on your 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 parade right now. There we go. That's that's what happens when you play with the cotton balls. There we go. I mean, you guys had a great inning. You brought up what ten batters in the fourth inning alone, yes. and and these guys were hitting and they were getting on base. But I do want to say like Peralta was leaving them over the plate. Canable comes in, he's leaving them over the plate. These are hittable balls. Yeah. They should have been put in are play. You- they should have been hits. And I only say that because then what happens next? Eric, are you worried about? In. Are you worried that Corey Canable because he's coming back from that that injury and he used to be? I mean, he used to just mow us down. Like he, you he had, had a great game back. one, and I, I think he's trying to figure it out coming off of Tommy John. I mean, the guy hasn't pitched in the majors in almost two years. Like he's going to have an off game or two, and unfortunately, it was today. Yeah, we didn't, and then we didn't see Hater at all in this. No, series. no Hater the whole series, but I didn't really see a moment where he could have come in and you know, made a difference. You're not going to bring I, in Rio. I was, yeah. ready, I, mean, I, I was ready to heckle him too. Um, but I will say like Lauer did come in and he struck out what six guys in 2.2 innings. I mean, he was lights out against you guys. Yeah. I mean, so what, so what is the real Cubs team? Is it the team that's hitting balls are right over the plate or is it what we saw going up against Lauer? It's hard to tell because they they have been so inconsistent the last few years, you know, and I know everybody has that same complaint about their team, but uh, you know, the Cubs specifically it, it, bullpen has been inconsistent for a while now. And you know, this team is feast or famine. Like they will go up there and they have the capability of absolutely scoring 10, 12 runs and then losing 13 to 12. Or, yeah. You know, like because their bullpen blew up or something. What I always saw is that the Cubs would hit 10 runs, would get 10 runs the first game, and they get and one or one zero run runs and, for and the next two games. There's another inconsistency that they that they have. Like it's like it's feast or famine that way. But but also like, you know, it's one thing if you have like a completely offensive uh you know lineup that goes out there and they're scoring eight runs a game you're gonna win a lot of games that way but if your pitching is freaking dog crap then like you know what are you gonna do you gotta score you're gonna lose nine eight you know so you got that going on too i i think it's good i mean honestly like i was really pleasantly surprised by tyler chat with three hits one run eight strikeouts in six innings that is really impressive that you know that is not what i was expecting at all 
you know, I don't think is what anybody was expecting. But and I think on a day like today, either, I could see Chet, I could see Chatwood giving up ten runs and the Cubs lose ten nine on a day like today. The wind like, was no the doubt. wind the wind was howling out. Yeah. And what I'm freaking out is is that Chatwood's gonna walk a bunch of guys and then all of a sudden fall behind somebody and leave one right in the middle. And all you had to do is it was one of those days you get one in a uh, jet stream. And all of a sudden, it's gone, and the Cubs hit a lot of home runs today, too. Yeah, Contreras went deep, Hap had his second, and Rizzo. Anybody else hit one today? That was it. It that was a was hit it. parade. It was. It was It was a beautiful series. It was, it was a great game. Now, Well, for you guys, I didn't yes. enjoy watching it. The <laughs> right, thing that yeah. freaks me out. The only thing I enjoyed was seeing Eric Lauer come off the DL, come in, strike out six Cubs, and now we got a guy that I think is going to either fill into the rotation pretty well or – be able to go long innings for us out of the bullpen. So who do you know who you guys play next? Yeah, we got the Pirates coming up. So that's uh we're really looking forward to that series. <laughs> Even <laughs> yeah, though they, they they look as advertised. So But far. they did take the Cardinals uh two or three, correct? Or did no, they win the they won the last one, right? They won the last won, one. Yeah. So the Cardinals are two and one, the Cubs are two and one. Well I'm and glad I wanna I, say and I want to say one of those games they fucking gave away. Like they just blew yeah. it big time. And I'm glad I picked the Cincinnati Reds to win the division because they just went one and two versus the Tigers. The Tigers, <laughs> I know. That's pretty – I mean, but you never know, like, one of those – when those Tiger teams that you've been counting out for five years, all their first-round picks start coming up and they start playing together. Because we don't pay attention to the Tigers. You know, White mm-hmm. Sox fans maybe do, but we don't. And uh, so you never know when a team like – and any team can beat any other team on any given day in Major League Baseball, you know, though – uh, a team that only wins 60 games in a season can beat a team that wins 105 games. And that's just baseball. You know, that doesn't happen in other sports too much. Uh, John Pincus writes in, can fat Albers be back on the Brewers? I don't know if he's, <laughs> was he, he was over on the, um, he was on the Nats, Nationals, yeah. and then he was on the Brewers. Uh, he just had a contract. He didn't pitch a ton, was on the playoff roster. Uh, and then, uh, you know, he found you singer brats and I, I think he's actually working at the factory at this point. Ooh, those, are, <laughs> those, those are some good brats, though. Yeah. He's applying the skin. Yeah. Bob Bob Euchre always tells me how delicious those using your sausages are. So, so um, I'm just gonna I'm gonna throw up a, a few more pictures of this series in this this game. Um, it, I I got a couple that I I uploaded. I just I just kind of want to pin, pinch off this section of our show. I want a big Danny shout out with the scatological humor all the time. Big shout out to my crowd at Nisei Lounge. We had a blast. Uh, you know, got had the little Bleacher Bum crew out there. Uh, we had a great time. And I just want to show this picture. I think this one came out great. I want to you know, futz with the color, but hey, Danny, so much- I, I just want to know when does the fondue come out at this uh, little slideshow party? <laughs> i know it, it, it's it, funny it's, it's I actually, like your vacation to cancun like what the don't worry there's there? there's not that many pictures there's not many that well many no I'm, I'm glad you're i'm glad you're posting this one though because i'm a little annoyed at the fucking rickets get your guy up there run the fucking board it's the ultimate uh social distance fucking job Run yeah. the goddamn board. There's only one dude up there. He runs around. He fucking puts some numbers up. And now, for some reason, during COVID, they don't want him there. Come on. Well, Chris, Christian Yelich broke the electrical one in batting practice, so he might be getting a call. Well, I I know that uh, people that listen to this show. They know that I take a hell of a lot of pictures of baseball games, and you know, to be able to take 
some of these uh, shots, you know, watching the sunset over go over the, you know, the uh, left field bleachers, basically that I've, I've watched summer after summer after summer and to even take a few pictures of like Kyle Hendricks pitching, you know, so well that day on an opening day, like nobody else got, no other fans got to take pictures like this, you know? So I felt like super special and Crawley, thanks for getting me up there. I just, I really appreciate it. You know, like I, as I said, like I just really pinched myself and I, I got a good picture of you here, Crawley. Check, check this one out. <laughs> yeah. Got the sunset in the background. Crawley's in the corner. By the way, the seat that he's in is the only place you could see home plate from. <laughs> so is that, that, is that, the, that hand sanitizer on the carabiner? Yes, that yeah. is sanitizer. Hey, this was sanitizer on his well, sanitizer. And, that, and that's the thing. You get that spot during COVID, nobody comes near you. It's your spot until you walk away. And Danny, kind of like you were mentioning, you know, I, I sat there, um, you know, it was uh, for me, for those of you who don't know, my dad is a little bit older now and, and, you know, we're very careful around his health. This was the first time I've been out since March in a social, ga- you know, other than going to Home Depot or Target or something, I haven't been out anywhere. And so I've been going to 19 straight opening days and it really like, I was like, wow, I can't believe I'm not going to be there for opening day and to be able to get that opportunity to just very thankful, Danny, you know, we, we've made a lot of good friends along the way and uh, they were able to kind of uh, hook us up and, and get us there. And like you said, it was a very surreal experience because we were on the outside looking in, but there was just like, honestly, there's probably about 200 people. If that, like maybe like a hundred people total on the rooftops to be one out of a hundred and see, like I said, it's a beautiful game, sun setting with friends, drinking beer. Like it, it, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. Just kind of, it just goes to show you that if, if you get drunk enough and you hang around the ballpark, and act like a total fool enough in your life, you're going to get some special things happening to you. <laughs> like getting invited. I don't, I don't know. If, I don't know what you want to have happen to too, you. Too, Danny. too drunk to fail. That's what I always exactly. say. Too drunk to fail. Cause yeah. you know, you know, who's, who else are you going to, you're not going to invite some boring asshole up to the rooftop. You're going to fight Crowley and Danny. Cause we're going to have, a, we're going to make it fun for you. you know? it, 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 oh, it I certainly... don't know. All those, all those people sitting on that other rooftop would. Oh, they were different. corporate fucks. They weren't even. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're they're even, inviting they... all the boring fucks up there. Better than these assholes. These fake ass, uh, the, you know, fans that they show on the Fox. Same, uh, same personality though. And the best thing about it was we, uh, a bunch of us went to Murphy's afterwards. We did a, uh, our own karaoke sing along. And then we went up to another friend's rooftop on Ballhawk Corner. The, and it was just so much fun. So much. Wait a minute. Yeah, we we had a we had a great time up there, and um, so Eric, what uh, what do you what are your feelings? You know, coming out, you you know, we're gonna. I don't know when do we see the Brewers again. I'll look at the schedule where we're while we're talking, and uh, but what what do you, what did you feel? Did you feel like yeah, this is pretty much the Brewers I expected. They're gonna they're they're gonna be a five hundred team, or or did you have any kind of promise and hope besides that uh, the uh, the I mean one going in, going into the game today, <laughs> I thought we had a better chance to win it and to get blown out like that is very disappointing as a Brewers fan. Um, I will say that some of these new acquisitions showed flashes. It's good to see Lorenzo Kane going again. Um, I wish we would have been positioned to see Hater, but it, had we been in that position, it'd be a different series. Uh, I don't know, man. There's so many new pieces of this team. We typically start slow. Um, we tend to make our run towards the end, but I think there's a lot of talent on this well, team. Would we been- started at the end 
this year, <laughs> true. Wheelo. So, I well, mean, I think you, I, I think by your logic, uh, you're only about four days away from that run. So this is That's the hard true. thing to this is hard thing to believe here, but there's only seven more games between these two teams. Yeah, and and there's and it's unbalanced. So yeah. you have four more at Wrigley coming up in the middle of August, and then three in September at Miller Park. So I think the big thing is Wrigley North. Yeah, is Yelich and Kevin getting right? And as they go, the Brewers go, in my opinion. And I think we do have the bullpen to carry it offensive team that i mean we need to score runs simply put and you can't do that when <laughs> your two and three guys aren't that, hitting, man. that's why people tune in what yeah. do they need to do oh they need to score runs run. run. <laughs> you i don't have a lot of faith in ryan braun this year to do much I, I, he's starting injured there isn't enough time to get healthy get back he hasn't had the at-bats who knows when he will I just don't think he can mentally handle some heckling. That's true. I think you broke him. <laughs> Finally. Yeah. In the last year of his contract, years. in an empty field, he heard one voice. And he's like, that's it. I'm done. I fucking hate this game. Who found out I had herpes? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, well, I know, Eric, you said you had to take off at some point. I, don't, I didn't want to keep you on here. You said it. No, yeah, 45 I, uh, minutes. Great series. Great to see you guys again. Really happy you got to experience uh, your opening day the way you did. And uh, much luck to you until uh, next time we meet. And yeah, we'll talk to you in August, mid-August, only a couple weeks away. Yeah, because like two weeks away. Yeah, yeah, aren't we like 20% done with the season already? <laughs> something, something like that by like the end of the, the week we will be. And Wheelow, I hate to sound like uh, Len Casper, but those uniforms were pretty cool. The alternate road uniforms, I thought they were pretty cool. Oh, oh, yeah, we didn't talk about those. I did like I like the 50th anniversary uniforms that they're wearing right now. I think they look damn good. Those are yeah. We we're getting a lot of compliments online via Twitter for those jerseys, and it's great to see the old logo back. And I, I think they did a tremendous job with it as well. They, but they, hopefully, that's not the only thing we're celebrating. Here. <laughs> yeah, they did like a beer, like a beer yellow, yeah, road jersey bullshit for for a while they look fucking terrible like they really they they they've had some bad combos over the last couple of years but this one man that's that's a great one and yeah if i was a brewers fan i'd already own that jersey bill sugas writes in that the yellow is way too bright well, so. he, Bill's old and can't handle bright <laughs> shit <laughs> too bright too loud bill's out <laughs> or too hot. What are these colors? <laughs> yeah, well, you know, B Miller Park, <laughs> Miller Park might have banned Crawley for a few years, but Miller but it's Park. Phil, Phil now, so you're invited back. Man. I'm invited. In fact, I, I don't know, Danny, do you have the picture of from the picture, the story I told the other day? I, I don't, but I can uh, I can pull it. I can pull it up real quick. So uh, if you didn't, when Wheeler was on the other day, there was a story about how I got banned from Wrigley and beat up by the cops there. And uh, I did send a picture to Danny. I, I found the picture. It's a pretty funny picture. Um, but yeah, it was definitely me getting chewed out. Uh, let me see if I can find it real quick here. Yeah, I'm looking for it. I got it. Uh, here it is. Here it is. Don't worry. It's coming. It's coming. I got you. I got you, Crawley. Yeah, basically, uh, it's Crawley and he is... Uh, Face fucking brewer. <laughs> really that was that same night. That was the same night. But do you have the cop picture? 
Oh, I don't have the cop. No, I don't have I the got, cop. I got, I got here. I got like you're getting hear beeping. Thing. And if people don't know, that's right next to the the children's play area. So yeah, so there's just like little seven year olds <laughs> looking yeah. at Crawley, and, like and giving getting a mustache ride for Bernie really the Brewer. In a line and of Bernie children looks like he's fighting you off. Back, back, sports, back, and so is your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball is in full swing, and there is no shortage of ways to get in on the action. You see, BetOnline.ag has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. So do it. Also, got to tune in. Floyd Money Mayweather joining the Bet Online team in a new segment called The Ice is Right. And he's going to talk about his expensive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag today and check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses. So go to betonline.ag, your online wagering experts. They sponsor this podcast and we thank them. Betonline.ag. Hey guys, uh, you ever shave your balls? I mean, you know, sure you have. I mean, why not? Make them nice and smooth. Well, let me tell you how. You got to join Manscaped. They got the lawnmower, the Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0. It's a premium electric trimmer. It's designed to give you a confidence boost through your body image. So they got the ceramic blade and skin safe technology, and it's designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down below, below. So you got the Lawnmower 3.0. It's waterproof, comes with an LED light. You can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or even in a dark shower. Whatever you want to do. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to the Lawnmower 3.0 trimmer. See, the Shears is a luxury four-piece nail kit featuring tempered stainless steel tools, and it includes tipped tweezers, rounded point scissors, fingernail clippers, and a medium grit nail file. See, the Shears 2.0 nail kit allows you to pluck your eyebrows and trim your nails in style. Now, on their website... You also find the Crop Preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant and moisturizer. And you know you need it because you got that summer swamp ass going on. Uh, You got that, uh, you know, the uh, natural hydrators and antioxidants in the Crop Preserver. So you want to use that. You'll also find the Crop Reviver, a testy toner that's like having cologne that is designed for your balls. Now, we won't judge you if we catch you sniffing your own balls, but I will be impressed by your flexibility. Now, go to manscaped.com and check out some of these life-changing products. What you got to do to get 20% off right now, plus free shipping, is use the promo code armchair at manscaped.com. 20% off, free shipping, manscaped.com. Use promo code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns and shave that front trunk. And we thank you, Manscaped, for sponsoring the Sun Ranto Show. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like Crawley. No means no. Come on, man. Yeah, this is he. he the, the arms are up. Stop. Yeah. I can't believe you get back from things, Crawley. It's quite surprising. I know. That's that's, <laughs> that's what I say, man. If, yeah. if you don't want me to, if you don't want me to ride Bernie, don't just put him right there, man. Yeah, the, that's like totally problem. normal behavior for somebody in their forties. You know? <laughs> yeah, th- that's actually why he did get banned. There was DNA evidence. <laughs> <laughs> Came back right. So here, here's the picture here. Let me see if I got it here. 
this is great for the podcast listeners. Like, hold on, I'm looking for well, hold on. I'm looking for a picture, and I want to. Yeah, it's always as good as my slideshow for the podcast people. Sorry, podcast people. Thank you for your support. So these oh, are friends. Uh, there it is, right there. If you take a look, uh, if you're, I'm just going to explain. This is three of my brother's friends right here. Uh, one of them kind of looks like Jesus. Um, the other one the looks other, like powder. The other one looks like powder, <laughs> and then uh, the one it totally does. That's, the one in the, that's a fucking way back nineties reference. So, if you see the guy with the green shirt, that was the one that I was telling you that was spitting sunflower seeds. And then right above his hand, you can see me in the back corner with the cops, two <laughs> cops cornering me in, in Miller Park. This was after um, me getting assaulted in the elevator and my brother going to Brewer Jail. Oh, man. And, and let me tell you, I, I saw a guy. I, I remember when, oh God, what, what was the, t- the year that the Brewers, did they come in first place? Was it 2012? 13, something like that. I remember when they took over first place that day. Oh, it was the 2011 run, correct? Yeah, 2011. Yeah, I think it must have been. So I'm, I'm at some game at Miller Park. It's, uh, you know, just a, a beautiful summer day. Cubs were terrible that year, 2011. Uh, they took over first place sometime in July, and I was at the game up at Miller Park. And so we come out, and the Brewers fans take over first place, and they're all excited. And they're like, we're number one. We're number one. They're chanting, having a good time, high-fiving each other in the parking lot. And some dude, a Brewers fan, just comes right out and lights up a big fat joint. And the cops were just on that dude, like fly on shit. And the, he's like, dude, well, come on, man, first place. And cops were like, no, like you can't smoke the pot right here. Like, what are you doing? So, uh, so just be careful out there. Wheelow, I'm just saying, Wheelow, when, when the COVID is gone, maybe you, me, and Danny, and Michael, if you want to come in, We'll hit a game and we'll make some memories. I, yeah, I, like, I like how Crawley fucking throws me in as a last second. Like, oh well, and, I, and then I guess yeah, the maybe, other guy yeah, that's yeah, over yeah, there. I, yeah. I keep I keep thinking that <laughs> I keep thinking Eric lives in Wisconsin, and I keep forgetting he's in California. Oh, I'm back quite often though. Yeah, he's actually way farther away than I am now. <laughs> yeah. You dick. <laughs> and and also eric is not allowed to travel to the midwest without quarantining for 14 <laughs> days at the very least um, oh actually yeah i'm not allowed to go to chicago without you can't days come ne- neither you get to can come now you guys can go to wisconsin all you want he <laughs> does not care i'm right yeah. here right now yeah, yeah. yeah exactly so well, uh, thanks for coming on we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks and uh i guess we'll- off. yeah Hats yeah, off to so, you guys. Great series. Nice wins. And uh, hopefully we get a little bit better of a series next time around. Hell yeah. Well, not. I mean, no, I actually don't. We know. like talking about Oxford. Did he say Oxford? Oxford. Oh, Oxford? No. Yeah. Go Brew. <laughs> oh, go Brew. Oh, I, I see what you're saying. Oxford. See you later. All right, guys. Later. Okay, we are. It's now. It's just the three of us. Um, uh, so, guys, I, I do want to talk about one thing uh, th- that had to do with this series. Is that you know, I, it's the first time I really watched the Marquee Network. Uh, you know, saw their little score bug and stuff. It, is it too small? Yeah, there, there's here's the thing I'm going to tell people is that it's going to take a little bit of time. There's a lot of things that people are bitching about. They made poor Lennon JD wear suits today. It's 104 damn. People have been wearing suits all the games. 
That's that's what I'm saying. Is is this whole series? It's just that nobody them. knew it because it was on ESPN and fucking like <laughs> Fox and whatever it was. Right. It's like don't make them wear suits. Fix the score. But these are going to be little tweaks that are going to be made throughout. I, I'm not worried about it. I, it was, and I really you know, hated. And I really hated the uh, like the ads between batters. You know, they like went down. And maybe this has been going on for a while. I don't watch a lot of games on TV. I watch them in person. I watch them at bars with the sound off, and I listen to them on the radio. You know, that's like my one of my my favorite thing to do. So, uh, you know, it was strange to me that in between ads, they're like, oh, go to the health care. Blah, 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 blah. And now here's Jason Hayward. And it's like it's it, it. The thing that bothers me the most about it is that that's how they ruined Pat Hughes. They ruined his rhythm on the radio by everything being sponsored. Oh, that stolen base is sponsored by this and this strikeout sponsored by Gold Coast Bank. Like it's too much. It ruins the rhythm. This these are Hall of Fame broadcasters. At least Hall at least Pat Hughes is a Hall of Fame broadcaster, and they're wrecking his fucking flow. It's like it's like, you know, telling William Shakespeare to put an ad in the middle of Romeo and fucking Juliet. God damn it. But at least I know I can get my water supply needs at the village of Bedford, <laughs> Bedford Park, Park as yeah. long as I talk to Marilyn. <laughs> Call Marilyn. Yeah, and you know Marilyn's like as about as real as those fake ass Fox, you know, Fox fans on uh, Saturday. Yeah, th- there's a, a guy that person. sounds like me, you know, training. Yeah, a- They're like, Your name's Marilyn. Answer oh, the- this is Marilyn. Hi. <laughs> I'd my like mom's name is Marilyn. Maybe it's my mom actually living in Bedford Park. <laughs> so, uh, so th- I just wanted to That's bring that why up. She gets all those calls, and I, I agree that they're gonna, I, they're gonna fix the score and stuff like that. But what they're not gonna fix is that ads between batters crap, and that's what annoys me. We're gonna see more and more and more of that. It bothered me when I downloaded the Marquee app that it said. Brought to you by Sinclair Media. And I was like, ugh, because all the Sinclair news is bad. They're showing pandemic for Christ's sake, on their stations. Like it's they're making it really hard to like what they're doing with the channel because of who they are, you know, as as a company and as you know the Ricketts. But again, but again, you know, it's a new new station. They got a lot of things going on. They had Eddie Vedder on the other night on the Ryan Dempster show, which was an awesome get. You know, uh, the Harry Carey documentary, which I DVR'd, so don't tell me anything. But, the you know, there's been a lot of cool stuff. I know that they've Are shown a lot of Are you fucking kidding? Things. Dude, seriously, don't tell me anything? What I'm the joking, fuck don't you know? <laughs> Jesus. Hey, don't spoil it. Spoiler alert, he no dies. Spoilers. What's the fucking Harry Carey story? Yes, what he, happens? He sings the ballgame ball 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 like 5,000 times and then he croaks. That's fucking the Harry Carey story. Everybody hey, loves man, him. He drinks he, a shitload of Budweiser. Did, did, would, but would you not love to live Harry's life? That's all I'm saying. I'm is living that it like a freaking boss right now. I'm not saying you aren't. I'm just saying Harry was the king of that life. Yeah, no, he was. He and that's the, that's like the kind of quintess. He like invented that life uh, for the Chicagoan. It's like, how do you be the best Chicagoan of all time? You, you, well, Harry Carey uh, put that blueprint out, and I think a lot of people uh, aspire to that. Especially me, I know I, I was inspired from age ten to just like hang out and get drunk and watch baseball, like because that's what Harry taught me how to do. Um, <laughs> you you really shouldn't learn life lessons from TV, Danny. Well, you know, isn't that kind of what we're doing as Americans <laughs> these days? So uh, let, let's get into this is a we're in a regular season. So I think we should do a little rakes flakes. So before gonna, we do, I do have to check out, guys. I got some family up here. Um, my that's right. You got to leave. Too. 
niece and nephew. So it's going to be an old school uh, Sun Ranto show. I got to take off. Yeah, but I finally, wanted- I get my show back. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to definitely say hi to everybody. And just, you know, now that the Brewers fan is gone. Fuck yeah, we beat the Brewers. Yeah. Wait, so- are we are we going to call Lyle to come in and and uh, pinch it and do a do a Wally Pip right now? He's going to Wally Pip me. <laughs> but uh, I think it's the other way around. <laughs> uh, you know, guys, I, it, you know, I just wanted to end the show for me saying, you know, how much I just enjoyed having baseball back, win or lose. It it just the rhythm of hearing the game of having of having baseball to talk about. Like I am just sitting here. I'm really just jacked up. And this weekend was just so fun for me to see you and Stu and 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 my friends around Wrigley. It, it was so it was so meaningful. And I, I just can't wait till life really truly gets back to normal. I don't know when that's going to be, but looking at that sunset and if, if the video of me yelling at Ryan Braun. I get my full yell in and then I sit down. If you watch the end of the video and just lay back and watch and I'm just in heaven, I know, man, I, I cannot I, be any happier. I, I think we might need to play it again. <laughs> I think it's definitely worth another look right now. If you look at the very end of the video, just take a look when I'm done yelling and I just kind of, I know if you have a, a certain sense of satisfaction to your entire countenance and being that is, uh, it just looks like a satisfied man. <laughs> you know? Carrie, I'm not going to cry, but I, I felt that way a couple times on opening day to be and there. And Carrie and also asked if I cut my hair. I did not. It is in a ponytail. If you guys want to see the ponytail. I'm doing one of those. That ponytail came with the hat, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> So uh, let's play, let's play this Crawley Heckle, and then uh, you you can you can go out on that note because I know that that's like a final word, and you'll be back again. Uh, well, I guess we're gonna do a uh, John Baker Day is gonna be Wednesday, but we'll get to that a little bit later in the show. I got a, a, some announcements as things kind of unfold, and uh, Crawley will be back on Wednesday. Wednesday, sir. Wednesday night at nine o'clock. So uh, look for that. And we'll, we'll just uh, take you out on this Crawley heckle. Oh, keep laying into him. Steroids. 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 Herpes. Brian Braun. Cheating son of a bitch. You cheater. Fish eyes. Herpes. And now he just sits back on his laurels and smiles at the field. That is kind of my favorite part where he just like, he like takes a step back and he is just like, like he just freaking built a barn or something. You know what I mean? Like that's what he looked like at the end. He's like, look at this beautiful barn. Like he built a barn. (laughs) Yeah. Like he's Amish. Whenever I hear somebody heckling somebody, I look at him. I'm like, fucker's Amish, isn't he? Oh, shit. So let's get it. You know, we kind of already talked about these guys, but I know you prepared us some uh, rakes, flakes, throws and blows. We're doing things a little bit out of order because people got their Sunday nights going on. So uh, let's do some. <laughs> no, it's actually not. It's so up this rake at Home Depot. There we go. Yeah, that's the right. Well, one. let me remind everybody how this works. Uh, some people may actually be tuning on in and had never heard of rakes and flakes because it's been fucking nine months I know it really a has baby been a has been born or many 
have been born in the time since we've done this. Tough luck for those kids, huh? <laughs> I know. Fuck. God damn. Welcome to the world, kid. Yeah, welcome to the, welcome to the world. No one can touch you. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, so, in 20 years, we're going to have a bunch of like really <laughs> maladjusted humans who are not touched as infants. Oh, my God. Just something to bring up. Another thing to worry about, everybody. (laughs) Maladjusted kids when when I'm 65. Well, you know what? We've already tried touching them too much. So maybe we go the other way now and see what happens. Uh, So the rakes, flakes, throws, and blows is what's going on with the Cubs this week. It is not the whole season. has nothing to do with how good a player might actually be in reality. Or how bad they might be in reality. It's how they are right, right now. now. In this moment. This, in this is moment, a knee-jerk reaction show. Yes. And in this moment, we've only had three games. So let's jump right into the rakes. So after getting that first series in the books, we have a race for the rakes. Ian Happ and Anthony Rizzo's little brother, because that's not Anthony. His little brother showed up. That guy looks like he's in college. Yes, he really does. He he looks a lot younger, thinner, which is weird because oftentimes, you know, if like fat people, like it's more for older people. But if you get fat, like you can like your face blows up and all the wrinkles, you know, they spread <laughs> out. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, he's just a fat guy. So he looks young. He's got a cherubic face. You know, angels look young. Yeah. Um, you know. He but, went the other way. I think he's I I think he has a flux capacitor in there. He's he's dropped back like ten years. Yeah. He looks he he seriously, when I saw him this week, man, I, I couldn't believe how young he looked. He so. he scored he's but he did he scored that run too on uh Saturday, one of the Cubs three runs. <laughs> and so slow as shit. Yeah, no, but he came he was actually faster, I felt. Like because I was like Oh God, here he comes. He's going to try to score from second. Like this isn't going to work. He's going to get his ass thrown out. And he did not. He scored. He did the not. Run. That's true. Yeah. He, so. he is. He is probably a little faster. He still looks somewhat slow though. Uh, but anyway, Anthony Rizzo's little brother, Ian Happ, both have two dongs in three games. Rizzo is batting 222 to Happers 300. But the OBP puts this heavily in favor of little ants. With a 500 OBP between his three walks, two hit by pitches, yeah, and those two dongs, he jumped out to a 1389 OPS to Haps 1264. The good news is that we have five guys sitting at or over a thousand OPS after the yeah. first series. Well, after today, <laughs> yeah, today and a thousand like- OPS is good in case you're wondering. So yeah, hey, they- hey, it's all about this fucking week, Danny, and this week. Cubs are riding high. Yeah. So how about? Oh my god. You know, now that I now that I'm back in Iowa City, a place that I lived 20 years ago, like I'm feeling that grunge day <laughs> so much more. Uh, you're, wearing, you're wearing striped shirts and overalls. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was. I'm just not showering. No, oh, I got uh, <laughs> On the downside of the stats, we have Clerch Bryant. KB opened the season with a 10-pitch at bat. That was honestly, it was reminiscent of Dexter Fowler at bats. What do you think? That that first at bat, Danny? Had, well, had it, well, good feelings with that one, right? Well, that's what people are trying to tell me. People give 
Chris Bryant such a long leash for sucking. You know, because I was like complaining about him on Saturday. I'm like, man, he's just, come on, dude. You're the leadoff hitter. Just like, you know, slap one through. But he still got it. He's like, oh, my dad told me to hit it like this. And this is what I'm going to do. <laughs> you know, and I'm just like, dude, no, like, get it, get on somehow, some way, walk. I don't know. Like, do something like Bryant, uh, like uh, Rizzo does, you know, and he wasn't doing it. And um, I don't know. What was your question again? Yeah, well, <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm mad at him. Right. No, I'm just saying, well, that, uh, you know, he, he kind of had that first at bat, 10 pitches. That was like a Dexter Fowler. At oh, bat, yeah, that, you yeah, know? At bat. yeah. People, that's my, the long leash thing. Yeah. People are like, well, yeah, that really great. Well, at bat. I mean, like, I was it's really not a long a leash like, when it was the first at bat of the summer. season. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, we'll give him that one, but primacy bias. Right. But we're going to, we're going to fucking, you know, kick him in the ass for everything else he did because he was never able to really do anything except take pitches. He had one hit in his first 14 at bats and did not walk one single time. Like, that's the thing. If you're going to take pitches, sometimes you got to take four and get on. Like you were saying, get on some fucking way. Yeah. Six right? strikeouts. Like you strike it out half the time. It, you know, it's just like, and you know, I get it. Like Yelich did the same thing. So Brewers fans could freak out in the exact equal way well you know? except for yellish hit a dong hit a home and, and Chris KB got, a got a single yeah yeah exactly. ron so, santo called and said he could have hit a 142 ops with one leg so you got that going <laughs> yeah he probably could too so uh how about your uh throws man hey this is an easy one on the starter side, because Kyle Hendricks rocked harder than Jimmy on PCP, baby. I'm going to put it up. His hundred what? Uh, oh, I, th- I thought I had my picture of Kyle Hendricks to put up, but I erased uh, it. Sorry. Yeah, his 103-pitch complete game shutout on opening day was a thing of beauty. He would have had a Maddox, except he was actually too effective. To get a Maddox, you have to induce weak contact early and often. The Brewers were just being super COVID-friendly because they were about six feet away from most of those pitches. Like, they were (laughs) nowhere near the guy. Uh, Kyle sat the Brewers down nine times, Mr. Rooney. Nine Nine times. times. And that... You know, and that got him those those uh strikeouts got him just over the century mark. Because of what Kyle did on opening night though, nobody in the bullpen had to pitch more than a single game all weekend. So that made it a little harder to pick the the uh bullpen reliever rake or reliever throws, I guess. Oh yeah. Yeah, the most innings picked up by a reliever was from Kyle Ryan, who came in today with a tough situation, and KB saved his ass. That was a fucking double down the left field line, but KB picked it up, got a double play. But then he came out eight-pitch, one, two, three inning. It looked good. Kyle Ryan looked good today, so I'm going to give him the blows, or the throws. We're going to go to the blows. Yeah, we're going to go to the blows right now. You just put your lips together and blow. Yeah. On the starting side, uh, there's no way to look past you, Darvish. It took him 73 pitches to get through four innings, although he did get fucked by some really shitty pickle play yeah. by the infield, you know. So, in which, you know, he had a sure out turned into a run later in the inning. 
Um, I will say, though, you responded by striking out the side in the third. Came out on fire, but then he had issues again in the fourth. So I'm going to start right now. I'm going to call for the designated bullpen arm to pitch all the even innings for you, Darvish, for the rest of the season. What do you think? <laughs> well, might as well the designated hitter do it. I mean, you, know? you could just move out to left field during the even innings. Like, we're not using pinch hitters anymore. There's fucking extra guys on the bench. Just Let's just start floating guys around. Yeah. Play not? the game. Yeah, that was it's pretty disappointing. You know, I've been, you know, obviously everybody's disappointed in the U Darvish contract for what we thought we got a great deal of. Then we had an injured person and then it was the mental thing. And they, they actually belabored that point on the broadcast, which was pretty unlistenable. Like I I pretty much turned the sound down at some point oh, yeah, during the, that Fox broadcast. Na- you know, national announcers are just not worth listening to. No, no, they, they, they don't know anything about the teams. They only know the most basic storylines, and they're terrible and at it. They're, they know the wrong storylines sometimes, too, or old storylines that have been proven to be false. And they, yeah. they were still hitting the, well, you and his mental issues. It's like, no, actually, the entire city of Chicago has already decided that it was an injury. (laughs) Yeah, we thought it, you know, we thought it was a mental injury. Now we know it was physical. But, you know, and then it was like, no, it actually was screwed up because the he was tipping pitches, but he wasn't to the Astros because they were cheating. And now that we know that and that this is the first time we've seen you since then. So, like, the narrative surrounding you is complicated, but. Regardless of the narrative, the pitching is not good <laughs> in a regular, well, you know, I mean, it's good. He's talented. They're like, here's a special pitch. And this is the super quackadoodle uh, Von Trapp pitch that he's got. <laughs> and, the, you know, like they're making shit up the, the pitches that he's got. And I'm like, it's ball three. He just like his crazy looking pitch is ball three and taken. Yeah, having 11 pitches is amazing. Like, that that's a feat of athletic ability that very few people are ever going to get. But it might be better to focus on, I don't know, the five that are fucking good. Like, just do those and do them well. You're still going to have more pitches than anybody else in the league. Uh, I will say, like, him coming back out and striking out the side, he had, I mean, four innings, he had five strikeouts. The problem is if he doesn't get the strikeout, like, and second inning kind of proves the point. He can't really rely on what's going to happen behind him all the time. So he feels like he's got to strike everybody out. So then he works a little too fine or he's working, you know, extra pitches in. He can do it. It's just super hard to do all day long, all the time. You know, yeah. so yeah, we've I, never seen him get on a roll like we've even seen somebody like you know, obviously John Lester get on, you know, or or well, or I, I mean, I think we saw him Quintana. last year. He had a good yeah, six, seven, six, seven runs or yeah, six, seven games last year, I guess. But I mean, it was you know, but you know, you kind of want to see that being built upon, and you know, it's just it's always just kind of feels so I don't know disjointed. You know, I mean, you want to go into a start feeling already like he's got it under control. When Kyle Hendricks went out to pitch, you were like, well, they might hit him, but they're not going to hit him. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like you, you have conf, you have a confidence in Kyle Hendricks and even in John Lester, like John Lester gives up his, you know, John Lester, the solo shot in the first inning. 
And you're like, well, it doesn't matter because now he's going to shut him down. Like you have a confidence with you, Darvish. It's almost like, you know, how good he can be and you get excited when you see it, but you're always waiting for the next inning to not be the same as the greatness you just saw. Yeah, exactly. Like it could fall apart at any moment. And that's the thing that's tenuous about it. And it's difficult to feel confident in, you know, and, uh, you know, and you're paying them maybe not like an ace ace, you know, but pretty damn close. Uh, so it's, it's a lot of money he's making to go out there and be what he is right now. So let me transition here. Uh, John Baker day is coming up on Wednesday and we're putting it together all very quickly. Uh, and we've started to put it together already, uh, with Levante Stewart, and uh, who's uh, the executive director of the Lost Boys, who we interviewed last Wednesday, uh, and we're going to premiere this coming Wednesday on John Baker Day at 9 p.m. Make so- sure you download that one. Look into it. Levante is great. He's doing wonderful work there on the south side. Yeah, and so uh, let me let me tell you, you can kind of find everything. I mean, I know websites are kind of passe at this point, uh, sunranto.com slash John Baker day is right on that site, uh, our site. And on that page on that site, there is a couple ways that we're raising money right now. First of all, John Baker is doing a cameo for only 10 bucks. I told him to raise it up and he didn't yet. I'm going to teach him a lesson because he's only got it up there for $10 right now. And I was like, you know what? Let's like, yeah. Ranchers fucking call to action. Teach John Baker a fucking lesson. He's worth more than ten dollars. Not enough. Hit his ass up. Get all like four hundred of you or whatever. <laughs> we can all afford ten bucks. Four hundred. That's four thousand dollars. That's that would yeah. be a fucking great haul. For unfortunately, only fourteen people are currently watching right now. So <laughs> yeah, but hey, we got the listeners who are going to come on. Uh, you know, they're gonna they're gonna pick this up in the next couple of weeks. So. Yeah, so reach out, cameo, John Baker, 10 bucks. Tell him, tell him you just want to, you know, you just want to hear him say 69 is nice. Yeah, that's all. That's (laughs) all you need. $10 to make him say that. Uh, So he's got his cameo. He's going to give all the money to the Lost Boys from his own, you know, from everything that comes in from cameo. For me, I'm doing something kind of similar, except it's a song a thon. And for $25, um, what I'm going to do is uh, it, write a parody song, which is usually, you know, in my business, the radio business, it's a verse and a chorus of a song. Like if you hear a, a morning radio parody song, we usually do a verse and a chorus. Any idea you have about the Cubs or in your own personal life or you want to write a song for somebody's birthday coming up, song thon I will sing, write, and record your song for only $25. The only place to get it is at sunranto.com slash John Baker Day. 25 bucks. I will write that, record it, send it to you, put it out on Twitter, all of that stuff. And, uh, you know, maybe, you know, probably on this show, I'll play a few of the good ones. And uh, so get get involved with that. I'm going to donate every single cent of my labor and your ideas and, and my ideas to the Lost Boys as well. Uh, the other thing we have in, um, is the John Baker Day store, which is a Spreadshirt store, which is also there. You can link to it there. You can put, and let me just share my screen for those of you that are watching still right now. Um, I have to find. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, you go to you go to the uh, sunranto.com and there's a John Baker's Day store right there. Can you see it now? No, yeah, I can. Yeah, I can okay. see it now. You got John Baker Day merch over there on the right side of the screen. It's it's great. I'm actually really looking forward to getting a, a hoodie. Yeah, you can get a hoodie, a hat, tote bag. And the the cool thing is about uh, the Spreadshirt store. And basically, we're making about five bucks uh, off and maybe a little bit more off of uh, depending on the, the merchandise uh, off of each sale. But there's some really cool stuff and it comes in all different colors. So you can and styles and for men and women. Hoodies yes, and bags. There are women's and, shirts. Everybody yeah. get out there, get women's shirts, because as the women know, not a lot of uh you know sports talk podcasts, anything offer women's shirts. We've got them out there for you. Yeah, and the other th- and and every cent from all those sales are going to go to the Lost Boys and Levante to keep that program going. Uh, the other thing is right here, it, you right on the top, I put it as the first thing you see even on mobile. Donate directly to Lost Boys. It's not necessarily directly. It's through John Baker. It's through me, basically. But uh, PayPal has a donate button, which they I don't think they take a cut. I'm not totally sure, to be honest. But I'm going to pile all that money together. The other thing I have is a Facebook fundraiser going. And there's also a John Baker Day 2020 event page that's going on right now that you can join and be a part of i've invited a bunch of you guys to it please join that uh we're going to be streaming uh on crawley's clubhouse on facebook we're going to be streaming on the danny rocket youtube page we're going to be streaming uh through my twitter uh at sunranto we're going to be streaming through ivnv's facebook page as well so that it's coming out. Uh, our first show will be on Wednesday, uh, John Baker Day, uh, July 29th. Um, the other thing I want to uh, bring up about it is, is that uh, we're doing an anti-racist campaign. And what one thing that uh, we're doing is with obvious shirts, which is this shirt right here. I'm going to put it out. It's not out yet. Uh, Joe from obvious shirts going to put it out soon. But this is the main John Baker Day shirt this year. So if you don't shop at the John Baker Day shop, the Joe from Obvious Shirts, I've been working with him. We've really actually been back and forth into how we best wanted to message ourselves for this year. And this was the best thing that we came up with. We've been going back with John and Joe. So uh, the Cubs are going to be wearing this, and you could be too. So be in that first uh, group group of it. Um, that'll be up very soon on obvious shirts. Uh, and we'll definitely have that ready by Wednesday, John Baker day. And, uh, Michael, were you going to say something? Well, I mean, I mean, I was just going to talk about the lost boys a little bit and, and how truly important it is to support programs like that. Uh, I've been, I mean, anybody who's been listening to this podcast for the years that I've been on it, I've been a, a volunteer coach in soccer and baseball and wrestling and basketball and everything that I could do. And I have to say the kids need this, like all the rich families are out there. They're putting their kids on travel teams and, uh, and all these, you know, all-star teams and stuff, which honestly, quick word to you all. Uh, I really appreciate you downloading uh, the Sun Ranto show in all its many forms. But you are obviously listening to an ad-ridden version of the audio version of our live tape podcast. 
Now, uh, what you should do, if you'd like to listen to it in this form, is just subscribe for a dollar a month at patreon.com slash sunranto. You get your own RSS feed. You just copy and paste that into any podcatcher, and it will download automatically, just like you're doing right now. Uh, The only difference is you don't have to listen to ads, which would be great for you and for me, who, if I get enough people to join patreon.com slash sunranto, then I can quit doing ads because it's a waste of my time, it's a waste of your time, it's a waste of everybody's time. So do it, patreon.com slash sunranto. It's a dollar a month. At $5 a month, you get all my music. At $10 a month, you get other stuff. I mean, just just take a look. Patreon.com slash Sunrando. Poke around. Join up today. It's a dollar. Come on now. It's a dollar. It's a dollar. If you would buy one of the three hosts of this podcast a beer every year, well, that's that's a dollar. (laughs) I can't do it regularly anyway. Please subscribe. $3, $5, $10, whatever you got. Would really be appreciated. Patreon.com slash Sunranto. Quit listening to useless ads. Damn it. Back to the show. Some of those fucking poor kids are just sitting on the bench and it sucks balls for them. I've gotten them. I've gotten kids come from those teams. They're good players. They hate baseball, but they play with me and they actually get to play. And they're like, oh, wait, baseball is fun. Baseball should be fun. And what's going on right now in just the world at large is that the rich people can put their kids in these fucking high profile leagues and these kids get to play and the kids who didn't have as much money don't have maybe the time their parents don't have the time their parents don't have the ability to travel all over the fucking place you're talking hotels you're talking hours and hours in the car to travel three hours you know and hey i gotta work i can't take you levante gives those kids this opportunity and uh, so please and let let me put up and and if you don't want to go if you want i don't know how the taxes work these days you can give right at the john baker sunranto.com slash john baker day and we're going to be pushing this all month, but you can go right to the Lost Boys website as well, and uh, you can donate there and just do it through yourself. I don't care if it comes right. through us. It's nice if we can say that it's coming through John Baker and what we're our our attempt. But give give yourself. I don't really care. Just we just this. want we just want to see this team. This team that's a local team. They play in the Chicago area. They make it possible for these kids to play the game. And it's a wonderful project, and I I hope that not only do you support the Lost Boys, but I hope it inspires you to maybe do something where you live. Yeah, because kids right. really need this, and it shouldn't just be for rich kids anymore. Yeah, so get involved. This is what we're doing this year. Uh, you know, it's pandemic year. Uh, it's it's local. John supports it, and you know, we had a great conversation. Uh, the other day with John and Levante, it's going to be awesome on Wednesday night. I do have a bit, I cut out a bit of a snippet to, for, so you guys can kind of see what we were talking about. But let me tell you, when we got done, this is Levante speaking. When we got done, John Baker was in love with Levante. Like, I know you watched it, Michael. Yep. Is that not true? Like, John was just like bursting at the steams being like, weird brothers from another mother and it was just like such a beautiful thing to watch happen and i was like it's like this is kismet everybody's moving in the same direction and when enough people 
are moving in the same direction, we can make real change. And that's what it's about. John's like, I'm going to give myself to us. Did I think MLB was going to be behind this? No, they are. Black Lives Matter is on the back of the pitcher's mound. I am shocked as much as the people that hate it are shocked. I love it, but I am shocked they're doing it personally. You know, this is not the MLB I know. They're a bunch of stodgy old white bastards. You know, Rob Manfred hates baseball and all that. But, you know, oh, he right still now, does. Oh, I know. <laughs> oh, I know. Uh, but no, but this is something we're all moving towards. And I, and I think we could get something done. So I just want to play this clip of Levante talking. You'll see this. It's going to be maybe an hour, hour and a half, at nine o'clock on, uh, you know, I'm going to cut it down hour, hour and a half for uh, Wednesday night. So please tune in, but just watch this clip right now and give it, uh, give Levante your ear real quick. I made a lot of bad decisions when I was younger, things that I should have told, said no to or told people don't do or don't be a part of. I didn't make that right decision. I made the wrong choices. Now God has given me a second chance at things. I'm going to make the right choices. So with those kids, I said, Hey, you know what? Never mind. We're going to keep playing. Well, we'll have to have a new team name. So, yeah, you know, we'll start with the Negro League. We'll be the Black Yankees and we'll barnstorm. I think what popped into my mind was one of my uh, favorite movies with with Billy D. Williams, Bingo Long and the Traveling All-Stars. So that was one of the movies that I fell in love with baseball as a kid because you just saw the game, the love of the game, the diversity of the game as they traveled the country. But also we were dealing with, even at a young age, I was beginning to recognize what this black skin meant coming around this country at that time, right? I didn't really see that growing up. I didn't understand racism growing up. So I'm not going to tell you, oh yeah, Chicago is just crazy racist. You know, it's segregated. It has its issues like most cities, but in the 80s and the 90s, initially I didn't directly, it wasn't overt in your face. Yeah, I mean, that's just a little clip, you know, of, of our conversation. We talked for well over an hour. It was an awesome conversation. We are, I don't know, I'm, I'm just really excited that this is what we're doing this year. This is a, a, a time of upheaval, upheaval and a time of change. And I and I think uh, together we can do something really great. So, yeah, support them. Support uh, them through John Baker Day so uh, I can write Levante a big fat check. And we all do it together. And it could be from us, the, you know, the, the John Baker day experience. So um, yeah, let's, let's get it done, everybody. Um, Thank you. And please tune in because, and uh, share it. And that's the other thing people I wanted to say can do to help us share, Uh, share our conversations, share it with your friends, share it with your family that night. Let's all get together and watch it together. You know, uh, I, I think we've got an opportunity here. We're going to go post game. Now with the stupid new extra innings rule, even if it goes extra innings, we'll probably still be making a nine o'clock start on, on Wednesday night. So, well, let's talk about what's going to go on um, in uh, Cincinnati because that's where the Cubs are going next. Man, it's weird. We're, we're in a weird year. Uh, Mike Mustak is called in sick today <laughs> to the Reds. Uh, they don't know if it's COVID, but if you are sick, you are instructed to stay home. But they did just play the Marlins, who – oh, no, no, the Reds uh, – sorry, the Reds just played the Tigers. Um, I don't know if they've had any um, COVID cases, but COVID's going around the league. The Marlins just had four people test positive, including their starter today, Urania. Um, but Nick Senzel was also scratched from the Reds lineup. So it's just like, what am I looking at here? 
I don't know what kind of lineup we're even going to see from the Reds. I do know that they lost two or three to the Tigers, which makes them seem shitty. And But I do know that they also added Pedro Strope, one of our favorites, uh, Nick the Stick. And this offseason, they got Shogo Akiyama. And uh, do you remember that dude Jankowski with the long blonde hair from the Padres? No. So, no, not really. <laughs> You're like, well, I, I remember. I mean, Jan, Jankowski, wait. Was Jankowski the one that Javi yes. Javi tagged yes. in the fucking face like a yes. champ? Yes, <laughs> that is why I remember Jankowski as well. Okay, so. <laughs> okay. see, you got to It took me a second to get down because I, I immediately right thought of like some Nordic dude, and then I'm like, oh wait, Javi fucking <laughs> face tagged that dude when he was playing third base. Yeah, he, he he really did. So they they made a. I mean, they're going for it, and they, they were going for it before COVID, which is a weird year to be going for it. Because um, uh, Nick the Stick, he's only on the one year with the opt outs and stuff. So who knows if this might be his sixty game freaking huzzah with Cincinnati? But they, you know, the the good young pitching staff, which we're going to see over the you know well the course of these next four games out there in uh, Cincinnati. So. Uh, the Cubs, they sucked against the Reds last year. It was a bit of a surprise, and, you know, Cubs were incredibly overwhelming, 8-11 and 11 versus the Reds. I actually thought it was better than that. It was that bad, dude. Oh, I thought well, it was like 10-9. and nine. I didn't realize it was 8-11. and 11. Well, the, the thing was, it was absolutely horrible early on. I feel like we lost like six straight at home and away, like – two, three game sweeps or some shit like that. It was really bad. But then in the end of the year, that's probably why you think it was a little closer because in the end of the year, it was closer. But yeah, early on this in the season, they were just getting their fucking asses handed to them. Yeah, and it was a lot of close games. Um, and, But they were four and six in Cincy, which were playing most of the games. Like it talked about the unbalanced uh, schedule. Uh, John Pickus brings up a point and the year before that. Yeah, this has been happening. Like the Reds have been building themselves as a team to beat the Cubs. And I think that's what you do in a division. Like you have to beat your division, you know, and. And if the Cubs are at the top of the division, beat everybody's gone in for you. Yeah, yeah, that's how it goes. And so, you know, it's been getting worse and worse. And let's, and you know, a few years back, it was a lopsided big time in the other way. Where did the Cubs go like. 18 and one or something yeah, like it that. Was, it, was it was ridiculous. 16 and three. Like it was, it was really a wild. So um, John Lester's going out there in game one, uh, Monday night. Uh, yeah. Against- we're finally going to get to see Lester. This is interesting in any season that Re- Le- John Lester, man, that fucking antidote is kicking my ass. Uh, so John Lester not showing up in the first three games of the season. I don't, I honestly, I don't think it's necessarily that he's fallen off that much. I think they're just kind of, they need somebody to step in on the road to really shut him down. Yeah. I mean, you know, I think John Lester is going to embrace his role as a number four, you know, number three, four. I think that at this point, you know, you, you, you maybe don't want it. I don't know. I didn't look up his numbers against Milwaukee, but there's, probably got to be something to the fact that they wanted to you know have him open up a series against a team like the Reds 
who you figure are going to be right there despite losing two or three to the Tigers this weekend. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, John Lester last year versus the Reds, it wasn't good. So, like, the, the, I didn't look up his numbers against Milwaukee, or Milwaukee, but against the Reds, he gave up eight runs over 15.2 innings pitched. You know, that's not great. <laughs> you know, to like be fair, he probably, games, he he went probably gave up. Game. Yeah, to be fair, he probably gave up eight runs in about three innings, the first inning of each game that he started. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, he did strike out a lot of Reds. Uh, I'll give him this. He gave up – he had 20 strikeouts over that time, and he gave up one John Lester, also known as a solo homer, per start. I don't know if it was solo, but one Lester per start, you know. He gave up one homer per start, which is not terrible if you're pitching in Cincinnati. You know, because that is a hitter's ballpark, especially at the end of July. So we'll see what happens out there. Uh, he's going up against Wade Miley, who we've seen a lot of because uh, he was with the Brewers. He's just like a NL Central journeyman at this point. Got a battle of the lefties going. He was with uh, Houston last year, which I didn't really clock, except for the fact that he gave up two through seven against the Cubs last year and uh, lost. So uh, that was the one game that the Cubs actually won in Houston, despite scoring the fewest amount of runs in that game. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it just, last year sucked. Like, let's not bring up last <laughs> right. year anymore. But Wade, Wade Miley is very familiar with this lineup. The Reds are very familiar with John Lester. So, you know, we're going into this. It's basically you know, a, a series in which the Reds are, a, you know, a game back of the Cubs in the standings in the end of July with a couple of lefties that are that both teams are familiar with going up against each other. If you just drop yourself in from COVID land into this current predicament of time, that's what you're looking at, a battle of lefties with some guys that are very familiar with each other. So we'll see what happens there. Game two. Alec Mills gets the number five uh, start. We haven't, you know, we didn't really talked about Alec Mills getting this five start, uh, the number five starter position since uh, Quintana's down. Uh, you know, I I know we've liked what we've seen out of Alec Mills. We haven't seen a lot from Alec Mills in order to really like, you know, kind of decide whether he can do a whole year without getting exposed. But, I will say this, the Reds have seen him more than any other team in baseball. Three out, of, three out of his nine appearances last year. Three out of 33% of Alec Mills's short career has been against the Reds. Um, he's given up four runs through 10, which is an ERA just in the threes, which if you think about it last year, uh, it's pretty good considering it's the juice ball era. He had one start and two relief appearances. So, you know, I don't know what you want to do with that information. Uh, we're going, he's going up against Tyler Molly. Molly, uh, gave up, uh, six runs through five last year against the Cubs and one run through six. So he had one good start, and one bad start. Um, game three, Kyle Hendricks. The king of baseball pitching. Uh, man, I, I'm really looking. Can you imagine he goes up there and does it again? Like you, you might. I mean, I know it's a weird year to have an asterisk Cy Young on, you know, put on you. 
But if Kyle Hendricks starts out the year like this and doesn't get a blister, he only has to do this for two months. And we've seen Hendricks do exactly what he did uh, on Friday for two months. Right. And and honestly, because of the way the season is going to go, we have extra central teams. So how many games do we actually play against our division opponents? Ten. Ten, right? So the odds of him making more than two starts, two to – it's possible he could get three starts against, against a division team, yeah. rival, whereas in the past, they are almost definitely going to see him three times, right? So he's only got to face the Brewers one more time or the Reds twice. That type of thing, not only – is it, I mean, it's good for everybody, but especially somebody who relies on location and pitch selection and stuff like that, it's even better for them. So I could really see this year being much more in favor of Kyle Hendricks than, say, just a guy that pumps, you know, 97 up there because that's the same as the other guy that pumps 97 up there. Yeah, because they all do that. Yeah, he's – he he's the one that looks weird compared to everybody else. And, uh, you know, and that's kind of why I'm kind of here for a new slow pitch, John Lester too. Cause if he's getting craftier and is like, Oh, I'm going to pitch like Kyle Hendricks now. Cause like, why not? Well, you know? in his last, uh, start, you know, against the white Sox, he was throwing that change up quite a bit. Yeah. And it was working very well. Was that the white Sox or the twins? Oh, I'm sorry. The twins. Yeah, it was it was the third the, the third warm up game. The only good exhibition game. Right. Um, so Hendricks has the same ERA right now and record as John Baker. One and oh, zero point zero zero ERA. <laughs> um, he's going up against Sonny Gray, who actually had a good start out there. He's one and oh, he won the only game for the Reds so far with a one fifty ERA. So he did give up some runs. Last year, uh, Kyle only gave up four runs through 20 innings pitched over three starts. So he did pretty well, um, including a one-run, eight-innings pitched uh, performance in Cincinnati. Um, Now, Sonny Gray, last time he went out there, he gave up one run on three hits. He struck out nine against the Tigers. Uh, He he saw – we saw him five times last year. And the Cubs only won one of those games. <laughs> uh, he gave up nine runs over 30 innings pitched. So that's an ERA of just under three. So he pitched very well against us. So uh, that should be that you got your two number ones basically going up against each other. Game four, you Darvish. Hopefully he bounces back. Uh, 0-1 with a 675 right now going up against Luis Castillo, who's did not get the decision in the loss the other day. Rysel Iglesias, by the way, blew that game. Their uh, fancy schmancy closer. Uh, because he's a, Luis Castillo also only gave up, uh, I think, just one run. He's got a 150 ERA. Uh, you last year, uh, he, in, man, it's gave up 16 runs in 31 innings pitched. Uh he in two in two losses last year to the Reds in two losses he struck out 13 Reds and 11 Reds in the <laughs> losses and so like you know you was kind of that tough luck picture pitcher hopefully you know i mean this is going to be a good game luis castillo like he's tight he works quickly 
you Darvish does not work quickly. <laughs> he, just, he nibbles. I don't know. It's a, this is going to be quite the game. This is going to be the day game on Thursday. Actually, is that a day game? I don't know. Uh, if it's, it should be because it's a getaway game. Yeah, but this, this is the time. But this fucking season. No, it's at five. It's at five ten central. So it's not a. Well, it's a. It's an after. Yeah, yeah. it's an afternoon game. So that so, that would be six ten. Yeah. Oh, also weird start times for these games, mm-hmm. right? Like we have a a six forty Eastern time is yeah. the next game. So that's five forty in Chicago. Yeah. So pay attention. Pay attention, or you're going to be like me showing up at, at you know turning on the game at seven oh five and like what the fuck? It's the fifth inning. Yeah. No. No. I know you missed the beginning of the show the other day. So, uh, yeah, so that's what we got. Four games with the Reds and uh, John Baker Day on Wednesday. And uh, I guess that's pretty much our show, except for TFCs, except for, well, Cupshire Damas, you know, he's not, he's still socially distancing. He can't come around. He's actually working on this COVID-19 problem. He's been through lots of pandemics in the past. He's been around for thousands and thousands of years, but he did manage to send in a little video that he's going to predict what happens in the Cubs' future. Uh, check it out. Hey, guys. I just wanted to say I really miss you and everybody else out there in Sunranto land. But I've been very, very busy having to predict COVID-19 infection rates in Florida and Arizona because those people don't wear robes. Don't they know that robes will protect you? Well, I digress. So I decided to send in this video now that you're big TV stars, Danny and Lyle. And uh, what's the other guy's name? Oh, yeah, Michelle. Well, I miss all of you guys so much, but uh, I did write you a poem because I know the season has begun. So here's my poem, Predicting the Future. The year is really flying by us, and the world is infested with virus. They're coming from Pittsburgh to socially distance. Of course, I'm talking about the... Pirates. Comes to Okay. I uh, I am like... All right. So, how in the fuck... He could make so much money just like on scratch and sniff video. It's the first time I've ever smelled a fucking video. That was terrible. Yeah. Why does Cubs... How, I, how does he smell so bad that I just saw a picture of him and he reeked? Well, he also tried to rhyme Pittsburgh and distance. Like, well. that's not... I mean, I get the it's... <laughs> Is you know that you could kind of is sound the first part, but erg and ants. I, I've given rhyme. up. I've given up on his rhymes. Oh yeah, forget that. Like I mean, <laughs> I, I like the virus pirates. I was with that. So yeah. So let's uh, let's TFC. Uh, you got the pirates and back at Wrigley Field too. Go just a quick trip out to Cincy. 
All right, TFCs. All right. What do you got? TFCs. Okay, let me let me roll down to my picture here. All right, this is the first one. I am uh, so sorry for our podcast listeners, but this is a visual TFC. This I, I feel like I'm uh, I'm on uh, Jeopardy. The the daily double the the video daily double or whatever. <laughs> There's a visual TFC. Cubby girl says, "I knew that Brewers hat looked familiar," and she posted a side by side pic of the Brewers 50th anniversary hat with the yellow uh, hat type and the. Uh, the Cub Scout blue, hat. The blue logo and the Cub Scout hat, which is, it really is the same thing. So. Also. Uh, you know the, what? The, the, I, I quit. The fucking, the, the video daily double doesn't work. Beep, I, beep, beep, like, beep, all beep. I can think is that the podcast people can't see this. Fucking yeah. sucks. That was a bad idea on my part. The Brewers knew yellow hat that bill sugar says is way too bright looks exactly like a cub scout hat and i think bill would agree with you and he's a he's a boy scout uh master i think isn't that yes. what they call him what type of master boy scout master oh isn't that okay. what they call him scout master i don't know scout master sure yeah yeah they, den they, mother i think it's he's, den mother he's, he's a den when mother. i was in boy scouts we had a den mother <laughs> But you know what? Hey, if Bill's a den mother, more power to him. Bill's I'm, I'm a den mother. So uh, <laughs> I got this. This comes from my YouTube page. This is kind of unrelated, but uh, you know, I, I were I wrote a song sometime in the in uh, I guess a couple months ago about how everybody should wear a mask, and uh, somebody wrote in, "You remind me of my dad." Heh, <laughs> sarcastic and funny and annoying. XD in a good way. And I was like, uh, I don't know what XD means. But, uh, <laughs> that, but that XD is supposed to be, that's an emoji of eyes squinting. And then the D is a very big smile. And right. that's the new segment. Michael explains emojis. emojis. To <laughs> I, I, got an, I got another one here. This one's kind of serious, actually. Uh, Hispanic Cubs. Uh, it, it, it actually an unhispanic cub fan wrote in Jesus Trejo wrote in uh to <laughs> nice, any nice nice Spanglish accent you had there yeah Jesus Trejo uh well I had written on Friday pour one out for WGN today the reason most of us are Cubs fans which got a lot of love like thousands and thousands of like but Jesus Trejo. He uh, whose whose Twitter name is actually J Chuck T seven says there is no real emotional attachment left for a team that doesn't bother to market a little to Hispanics is owned by racists and is going to be second best to a multifaceted Sox team. So he's given up. Yeah. Laying down I the told, gauntlet. Told you it was serious. I'm telling you it's for the first time ever. I'm feeling that. Uh, the actual the the White Sox maybe coming on in some popularity. I I I agree. Okay, I got another one here. So uh, this is Patrick Mooney. Um, you know he was talking to Jason Hayward. Jason Hayward says, "I wish I could stick to sports, but I have family. I'm going to have children one day, God willing. I am a child. I'm an older brother. I have grandparents. I've got cousins, Marines, military, law enforcement." 
I'm standing up for them. I can speak up. It's a very powerful statement by uh, Jason Hayward. And these make for the best flexes because our friend Husna drops in. I can have your children one day, God willing. <laughs> but, but in all serious, <laughs> seriousness, heart. Oh, yeah, God. But in all seriousness, oh, heart, I love it. What are you doing? What I, are you doing? I, I just love <laughs> yeah. the whole seriousness. And you're like, oh, you're looking for children? Yeah. <laughs> I got one for you. I'm Let's right do it. over here. <laughs> All right, here's uh, I got this one. Jason Hayward again. Uh, he carried a Chicago flag out to right field, and Jordan Bastion, uh, MLB Bastion, uh, or ML Bastion, uh, tweeted out a picture. Cubs outfielder Jason Hayward sprinted to right field carrying a Chicago flag, and there's the picture of it. And this guy, or a girl, lady named Mary Taylor said, I foresee the great Chicago Cubs being nobodies in five years. Virus, BLM, riots, and of course dropping WGN and blocking everyone from televised games with Marquee Network. Gonna miss them, but I think I'll have to let them go. Indianapolis, anyone thinking about a baseball team? (laughs) Like, what? Like, you're so now because you are gonna equate the Black Lives Matter movement with the Marquee Network, Indianapolis should get a baseball franchise. Right. Like, where are you going with this, Mary? This one grumpy asshole is like, I don't like the Cubs anymore. And Indianapolis is like, oh, really? <laughs> I think we'll start a Major League Baseball, baseball team. team. I think we have a fan. <laughs> What's wrong with people? Got to Got to drop this in. Oh, Eagle, Eagle Scout. Scout, Corey Furlong. Yeah, got and uh, Bill says he was a troop committee chair, and everything was his fault. Yep, yeah, we already knew that. That's that's why uh, we tried to have you killed at Miller Park. So, Bill, <laughs> we so since everything was your fault, we're going to blame you for those uh, Cub Scout caps that the Brewers are wearing as well. Yeah, we're going to blame you for everything. Everything that happens in this season is now Bill Sugas's fault. <laughs> we're just going to be like, committee chair, Sugas, your fault. You got another one? No, no, I'm good. <laughs> I think I'm pretty done, too. Um, yeah, I guess I guess that's the show. Leave him one more, Danny. <laughs> well, I, I, I going two hours. I, I could put up a picture of Chris Christie yelling at a Cub fan at Miller Park. That's always a good one. Um, I, I have to say, we have never left them wanting more. No, no, no. Everybody's <laughs> like thoroughly exhausted. And I've, I've got, you know, I've been listening that, you know, out my window, I can kind of hear through my mic. Bleacher Jeff is actually downstairs in my yard behind my building. Playing He's screaming, bags. steroids. steroids. No, You're he, a cheater. No, he, I, I'll show it to you. He said, come play bags. Stop the show. <laughs> He's been very clear about it, about what I should be doing. And, you know, uh, to be honest, I'd rather I'll be with you uh, on a Sunday night. Uh, be with you all, I should say. Um, hey, uh, one more thing about John As Baker Day. You, Danny. One more thing about John Baker Day. One thing we're doing, if you're on TikTok, check out uh, Andrew, uh, Andrew Round from Ivy Envy. Many of you know his wife, Beth. 
And Beth Round is helping us uh, with John Baker Day this year. And their son, Mac, along with Beth, made a great John Baker Day uh, TikTok video. So follow uh, Beth, which is I Like the Shape on TikTok. Or you can follow me, which I think is just a son ranto. I don't even know my TikTok handle because <laughs> I'm old. I'm, I'm old. I don't do TikTok. I do do TikTok now. But I want to show this real you quick. And here's mine. Throw to the plate. Cubs win. John Baker wins. So that's how TikTok works. Okay, so the idea is you'd make a video. Your own video. Of, of you succeeding at something. Yes. With the background of John Baker doing Scoring the. Scoring the winning run. And then yeah. and give, us a, give us a good fist pump at the end, too. Good fist pump. Okay. So, uh, yeah, that's our show. So I, I think I'm going to play the new uh, coming back to Wrigley again. You know, that's for sale at bleacherbum.band. Uh, you know, help uh, all the money's going to Bleacher Jeff to keep us in bags and uh, truly. So, <laughs> hey, we <laughs> promised at the beginning of the show, what is patreon.com slash sunranto about? Tickets and beer. And it will continue to be about tickets and beer, even though apparently we don't have to pay for any of it anymore. So, uh, right. There are no tickets to be bought. There's you're not at the game. There's no beer. Correct. So now we're going to buy beer and just give it away to other people. And uh, we're going to help other people get money like the Lost Boys. So if you got some money, give it to Lost Boys uh, through us. Go to uh, sunranto.com slash John Baker Day. And I'm going to spagog out of here right now. Spagog. Spinog! I'm coming back to Wrigley with a ticket in my hands. No ring upon my finger because I am just a fan. And I spent most of my money on sausages and beer But I was there when they wanted that year A pressured anticipation Had the city tightly wrought With a 5-3 combination As the sailing ball was caught Half a dozen generations who would live to see the day The Cubs would take the season all the way Now we're coming back to Wrigley We're coming back to Wrigley Cities of the vanquished have to turn around and look as history is inscribed into the books. We're coming back to Wrigley. We're coming back 
The spirit of performance is what defines Acura. And now, it's electric. Introducing the ZDX, Acura's most powerful SUV yet. Crafted using the same formula that brought them electrified supercars and multiple IMSA championships, the ZDX has track-tested performance that packs an energy all its own. Unlock the energy and order yours at Acura.com. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have? Or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So, what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. I normally find bras to be so uncomfortable and constricting, but Skims has changed that. You know I love Skims underwear, so I finally tried their bras, and Skims has delivered again. Skims bras are worth the hype for the amazing shape and support they give, but what I wasn't expecting was how comfortable they are too. I've tried so many bras in the past, and the main issue that I have is that they weren't supportive enough, to the point where they felt slouchy. I love my Skims wireless form bra because it's so comfortable and supportive. 
The older I get, the more I care about actually being comfortable in what I wear every day. And with my wireless form bra, I no longer have to sacrifice my comfort for the support I need. Shop Skims Bras at Skims.com, now available in 62 sizes, 30A to 46H. Plus, get free shipping on all orders over $75. If you haven't yet, be sure to let them know we sent you. After you place your order, select Podcast in the survey, and select our show in the drop-down menu that follows.